0: All right. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to episode number twenty-six. Wow, of the Corporate Quitters podcast. And today we have with us Peter Sebastian and Peter. Tell everyone what you do, man.
1: Hi Rob. So actually, what I do right now is that I'm in the school. I didn't want to uh, disrupt your uh, usual time. You're going live, so I we have now after school activities and i have here four students just for because uh you know corona is uh little bit uh, making a quarantine some of the people so we're struggling but we're still fighting actually this is one of the after school activities that can go uh, even if we are locked down we can go on uh so that's that's fine uh, parents are happy kids are happy we're doing programming we're doing uh, um modeling, 3D modeling uh, for the 3D printers, stuff like that. And uh, for me, it, this is just a, a side hustle, right? Uh, I do it uh, once, per, once per week. But this is something we, we can also talk about later uh, after we, we finish with the CIO as a service, which will be probably the main topic. But uh, before we start, if I may, just uh, the guys want to say hi could see it And uh, just just uh, two examples uh, of, of the work they do. Actually, last time, uh, they programmed a little game like shooting of the meteor, so they are ready to save the Earth.
0: Now, is that a Star Wars X-Wing fighter?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just took it, you know, from the Internet, and he... Uh, he uh, make it uh, flying. And then uh, there are there is some uh, 3D modeling stuff for the 3D printers, so stuff like that.
0: Oh, man, this is awesome. Wait, how, how old are these guys? What is their um, age?
1: OK. We can ask my son, because he speaks English quite well. So uh, Rob is asking how old are you? I'm 12.
0: 12. Wow, that's amazing. And what kind of computer programming have you wait, been wait, doing? Wait,
1: wait, wait. We just uh, need to plug the sound. Ah, uh, gotcha.
0: What kind of computer programming have you been doing with your dad? Uh,
1: uh, it's called ThinkerCAD. This is, um, this is the 3D modeling for the 3D printers.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. So now you guys just doing the modeling or are you actually going and doing the printing as well? Uh, the
1: printing as well.
0: So what's the coolest thing
1: you printed? Uh, probably like a, a 3D model of a knife. I don't know knife. what it's called yeah, in English. Yeah. But... Uh, in, the, in one game, there is a special knife uh, in the CSGO, Counter-Strike, <laughs> Go, he, he likes it. But I think the coolest thing, what I have seen, uh, he designed himself the Cybertruck of Tesla. and. Nice. That was that was a little bit difficult, but but uh, we managed to print it as well, because uh, there are some rules who, with the 3D printing. So okay. that was uh, I would say, for me as a father, the proudest uh, model he did he did it himself. Yeah, because some of the models you can copy, but this one he did it uh, like uh, totally out of the greenfield himself.
0: Oh right, so like an engineer, he came up with the schematics and actually, wow. Okay, nice. Okay. Thanks, Kuba. So, what you got to do next, though, is get him to print a life-size 3D model of. Tesla. <laughs> well,
1: I have just a small printer; it's 12 centimeters, you know. So, need to in the next uh, in the next investment uh, we, calendar year, we, we need to uh something bigger.
0: Yeah, no, Sorry for this. Long. That is awesome. So you do this
1: once a week? Uh, actually, in order to to be flexible for for my clients, uh, I do this uh, once per two weeks. I have two days of of classes. So, but in total, it's like twenty percent. So it equals to one day per week. Oh wow!
0: Yeah, I bet mean, that's the fun job. Huh?
1: Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, I, I like it because uh, you really see the potential. And I think these are the things that make sense, you know, to teach the other people and it's something I've learned along the way and that is the most uh, important to kind of like give give back to the community, to the IT community. Because I believe uh, if, if you look at the growth partners we are in, right, it's so difficult to get um, grip of all the technologies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And even for me, like for the IT, setting up all the Restream, StreamYard, uh, Calendly, you know, every, <laughs> all the stuff. You're, you're in this one already almost one year, right? So, so you already went through a longer path for me, it's just starting. So, uh, I was surprised how much of the stuff you actually need to, you know, like set up here, 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 there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, some of the stuff right now is quite easy. Like uh, we discussed the, uh, you connected Stripe with, uh, with uh, some of your courses or something. Now I connected uh, PayPal quite easily with uh, Calendly. So yeah, it's, uh, it's a learning path. And uh, I mean, that's the way how the work will change in the future. We will be just learning by doing kind of.
0: Yeah, so, so I'll tell you guys in the audience, what's really funny is sitting here with Peter and um, I'm traveling, so as you can tell, I'm in a different location. So I plug in this morning, and I'm talking, and Peter can't hear me. So he says to me, turn it off and turn it back on.
1: It's the number one rule in IT.
0: Well, and I don't know, did you ever watch uh, that show, The IT Crowd?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm a fan of it, so actually, because because we, we I thought, because because of you, I have a restream, right? So. But I understand why you, you didn't migrate it from the stream yard yet because it's, you have to get all the graphics and, and prepare the stuff. It's not that easy as it looks now. Just through Windows, you know. And, uh, I I had, I had already a funny video from the IT crowds actually prepared like 30 seconds. So, uh, we have to do this next time so I can show you uh, my favorite part, how you can break the
0: internet. Yeah, I actually remember that episode. And if you you guys have never seen that show, it is hilarious. British comedy, for me, is just uh, hilarious. But yeah, we had trouble, or I had trouble connecting. And I just kept saying, can you hear me? And he was like, no, it's got to be on your end. And I was like, how is it on my end? I just connect up. But uh, yeah, it it was me because, well, he's the IT guy. And I'm just, you know, that artic guy. (laughs) So... (laughs) Uh,
1: actually, but the funny part was when you told me, you're the IT guy, you have to figure it out.
0: So. <laughs> right, right, right. So since we couldn't talk, I, I, I private chatted Peter and I said, you're the IT guy, you know? <laughs> but yeah, and that's when he told me, turn it off and turn it back on. But obviously, it was a me error, and we fixed it. Uh, well, I guess I figured out what was wrong and I was able to kind of fix it. So, all right, you guys, look, we are here on the Corporate Quitters Podcast and we're talking to Peter. And Peter is an IT guru, an IT genius. And Peter, what do you do? You offer like CIO services to people. Why, what is that and why is that important? Uh,
1: well, I have been uh, leading an IT organization in the Philippines in the past four years. And uh, we have been growing significantly from 70 to 300 people. And uh, I exactly remember the times when I was so overwhelmed with all the stuff. and. I was just rolling it like this in front of me, you know, and I was always looking for someone. Well, at first, I was trying to do everything myself, which was a lesson that I had learned. I cannot do everything myself, of course. And uh, after a while, I realized quite quickly, <laughs> I cannot roll it myself. So, and actually colleagues, uh, and I'm, I'm glad uh, for some of them, they were coming to me and they were saying, well, can we help you? And that was really, you know, uh, something you wish for, to have, to have, well, they, they were like direct, uh, di- my direct uh, uh, employees uh, reporting to me. So that's something I was really glad for. And uh, uh, I was always uh, trying to remember that uh, when I was feeling overwhelmed, that there is this guy and that guy that offered me to help, That really helped a lot. Because I also knew they are over, overloaded, right? They, they had lots of stuff uh, uh, going on. So and that's usually in every IT because uh, there's so many things happening. And uh, so, in the end, uh, why I introduce uh, this uh, service, because I know how it feels when uh, you have something uh, that you need to do and there are funny things or the core things and there are necessary things, right? They, they might uh, intersect, but not necessarily. And some of those uh, that are necessary, but are not that, uh, uh, maybe, the core of your business, then that's something I can help with. Because uh, sometimes if you have overloaded guys uh, that are below you, uh, it's hard to delegate. That's the option, of course, but sometimes it's really hard. So if I, would put, if I will put an example. Uh, in order to get a really good candidate uh, that is reporting to you uh, and that is really good guy, you should see around 10 people in the interviews, right? Now, you can use the HR services, but uh, that's kind of a tricky because you usually don't have uh, that specialized IT recruiter that will understand the level of the IT on the CIO level, CIO minus one level, right? So you want to see these guys, yourself, in order to really assess if they are good or not. Now what I can do for you is that I can pre-screen all of these guys. I can save you like one or maybe two days of your life as a CIO that you can dedicate to something more important like uh, uh, core business services and stuff like that. So this is one of the examples and I will tell you, okay, from out of these 10 candidates, these two are the
0: best and you should interview them and then choose yourself the, the best one. Yeah. Cause this is, this is really important cause I don't think a lot of people know what a CIO is and what a CIO does, but a chief information officer is basically the person that helps the entire organization run from an IT standpoint, but it's more than yeah. just technology. Cause you're just the example, you just definitely gave definitely yeah. because
1: you, you should also drive the business kind of right. Because yep. I, I have seen CIOs that are just in the tech side and they are like uh, not not willing to do it 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 has some double edge uh, of the sort because uh, I have seen also organizations Where the CIO was that active that he was actually leading the organization Which I don't think is the right way because he is not uh, the best in the sales or the best in the marketing But I believe uh, if their co- per- cooperation is kind of like mutual and he's supporting uh, the others uh, in the board, that's the best uh, thing you can have uh, when you have a CIO.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You definitely don't want a CIO who has too much control and authority because like you just said, he or she doesn't understand the core business. But then I think your services are great because it helps them to find a balance. They got the core stuff that they have to do the it stuff but helping them with human resources and what are some other tasks that that you help them with so that they can focus on core operations so so uh, here i wanted to speak about something that is
1: touching also your area and that is the audit thing right so uh, as you might know there are different types of audits right and i was working before in a financial institution so it's a little bit uh, a higher level of um, Governance you have to have in your IT. It's not like manufacturing if you if you break some some products you will you are Manufacturing it doesn't hurt anyone But if you're in a financial institution and if somebody will break into your data and will take the customer's data then all the tr- all of the trust of of the customers into your institution is Broken and that's much more difficult right to keep so uh, there are several things uh, i can uh, help with uh, in terms of the governance for the it because uh, in the financial institutions you have to have like lots of points checked out okay we're doing this we're doing this we're doing this and uh, if you you can do it in your internal organization but you will come up with some kind of organizational blindness you, you will be like okay this one yeah we do that But uh, in the end, if if looking from the third point of view, you you will say, well, guys, this is not it, right? So it's always good to have a third point of view that we'll take a look. That's that's one of the things. So this is, I I can have like shorter services, which is like one or two days, or I can dedicate like uh, two to three weeks and helping you to fix some of the issues you're having. So you have some audit findings and you can hire me to help you, which uh, this is one of the things I'm, I'm now agreeing with uh, one of the CIO of the bank uh, that uh, I'll do it for him because, uh, again, uh, the compliance things, it is important, but it will not bring the money for the company, right? right. It's uh, it's just uh, the safeguard. So you if you are in a situation that you want to focus on the core, on keeping the production balanced or keeping the development, new features, then you might not have that much time for the uh, governance thing. So that's when I can come in and work with your people and uh, advise, OK, you should do that, you should do that. In the end, the people will do it. But uh, it's always too good if, if you want to have, like, we call it in, in Czech, we call it like having a right hand, you know, like uh, your body in, in, in the chief position, right? So that's something that's something. Sometimes you're lacking because uh, maybe you have uh, your your direct uh, employees uh, in uh, production, in operations, in systems integration. But also, I was in a situation I didn't have IT governance department uh, in particular point of time. So definitely something I can I can help with and. Uh, uh you know in the audit, it's always good to cooperate uh, in a way and find the find the things before the real audit
0: comes right right, right no, I, I definitely like what you said about corporate blindness, and that's what happens at a lot of organizations they do everything internally and they do get that blindness where they think things are better than what they actually are and then when the actual federal regulators come in, especially financial services, they get in a lot of trouble. We've got Pozo here, and she asked a question. She says, does Peter do this to screen out IT consultants slash professionals or outsourced IT consultants and professionals? Definitely, uh,
1: because, uh, for example, I don't know what what's her role, but uh, let's say she's a CFO, right? CFO uh, role is uh, someone who understands taxes, who understands how to calculate numbers, how to do forecasts. But when it comes to IT, it you probably cannot go into that very detail that your outsourcing is doing, right? <clears throat> and maybe that's the, that's the help you need uh, to look more deeper into what these guys are doing, actually. And sometimes uh, I have seen that uh, um, there are people that, uh, in order just to have more business, they will be telling you more stuff than, than is really happening, right? So actually, in the end, you can can save some money with that uh, if if you're you're doing this.
0: Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So let me ask a question. So your services are definitely necessary because CIOs are overworked and overloaded. But we're also seeing either we're seeing an increase in attacks like ransomware and denial of service and things like that, or there's more exposure because of media. But either way. There's a lot of work being placed on um, CIOs and organizations. Is it time to create a new role, like a CIO, and then some other type of role to handle, to split up some of those duties? What, what do you uh, think about that? Yes and no, it depends
1: on the size of the organization. Mm-hmm. Um, the bigger organization might think about having a CIO, which is more on the organizational staff, in the board. Uh, uh, well, it really depends on, on, on each organization. but there can be introduced a role of the CTO that is more like technological, right? Uh, there's a difference between those two guys. Uh, sometimes it's it means the same. It's really on the definition. It's really good. For for example, if you're in the financial services, you have to have job description of everyone, including the CIO or the CTO. So that is the place where you define what these guys are doing. And of course, if uh, there is an overload, uh, it makes sense to uh, have this. Uh, uh split it somehow there are of course different organizational setups uh on the other hand uh i can imagine also if you're if you're um uh vc and you're having several businesses you have invested in uh you don't have like uh, the full-time uh slot for a cio right Mm -hmm. so you can make one guy that is uh, handling the cio for several of your companies that can be done as well really depends on the size, I would say,
0: okay, yeah, that makes sense do you think do you think we're seeing more attacks an increase in volume, or do you think that there's more media exposure, and that's why we're hearing more about it uh, or a combination of both maybe yeah, I mean it really depends on
1: which which industry you will be talking about right uh, but uh, and, and it, when it comes to to uh, media exposure. I would not, uh, well, that's one of the channels, but I think if if we are talking about security, what what, uh, you're trying to cover here, uh, in the end, uh, the worst or the the biggest threat that you are having is uh, in your own organization, the people you know. Because uh, if you will take a look at the, for example, cyber attacks, uh, the 66% of the uh attacks comes from within your company not from outside right now that was an interesting finding for me and i completely changed my strategy when it comes to the security uh, itself and we invested much more into uh, internal phishing campaigns and educating the people well you should not click on those emails and stuff like that Uh, of course uh, trying to protect uh, the company assets right because when it goes out and it's uh, published publicly then that's the problem and that's when you when it comes to the
0: public exposure and stuff like that yeah and you know what you bring up a really good point because i I don't think a lot of people understand what you just said most Mm -hmm. attacks actually come from the inside whether it's someone accidentally like you said Uh clicking on something that they shouldn't have but yeah
1: maybe maybe you want to ask what uh, what is the most important here
0: what's the most important what again
1: yeah, what is the most important area? How to prevent that, right? Oh, that's, yeah, it comes from yeah. the inside.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, what do you think is the
1: most important area? Yeah, uh, the culture, the culture yeah. of the company, right? How do you work with your people? Uh, so, I mean, I'm an IT guy, but one of the success points I had was creating a culture that was really empowering, not controlling, and that's the that's that will be more and more topic in the future. Uh, because, like yesterday, we discussed uh, on the Growthpreneurs, uh, we discussed TikTok, right? And that's one of the things that will be coming and you will not... where Like, for example, in the school. Kids are streaming from the school and you cannot stop them because they will hide it so well. And that the, the same can come from the uh, company. They can be streaming from the company, you as a CEO not knowing that. And there's no way how you can stop that. So, uh, I mean, I can do very much of technical measures, but there will be always a way how to go go around it. Because now with the mobile internet everywhere, you just cannot stop people. So in the end, there's nothing more important than to work with your people and ask them, hey, do you guys have some problems? Can I help you? Can we solve that? Because, uh, if they will be angry because of some of your management decision, they will make the exposure any way they want in the end. So in the end, I mean, from IT, we're in the culture, which is much more important than just technology.
0: Yeah, and you know, it's it's funny that you mentioned that, because um, do you remember what happened, I think it was last year or the year before, when GoDaddy they actually were trying to create a culture where their people were aware of uh, things like phishing attacks, email attachments, mm-hmm. don't open them and all that good stuff. Do you remember what happened with them when they did an internal campaign? No, no, no. I haven't seen that. Okay, so here's what happened. I, I want to get your take on this. because Maybe I'll share campaign. my example after that because we had also some funny stuff going there. So they sent out a bunch of emails Uh, asking their employees to click on something and it it was a fake email and it was a warning because they had already been trained. They had gone through some training saying don't click on random attachments and emails and so they sent out a test email and it said something like uh, click here to get a $200 gift card or click here to get a raise or something like that and the employees clicked on it but they should not have because they were told in training not to. So the employees that did what they weren't supposed to do they were reprimanded. And I don't know if that was a talking to, or if they wrote them up in their human resources file. So the employees then went on social media and staged a backlash against GoDaddy. And GoDaddy came out and apologized. I thought that was just a weak move because you trained them. They did what you told them not to do, and then you reprimanded them. That's the way it's supposed to go. You don't turn around and then apologize trying to protect your organization's assets but that happened i think it was last year or the year before well in this one i
1: think it's really important that uh you reward people that will not click right right but but that's that's it and then the others they will just learn their lesson right away in the first phishing attack we did we had two co members uh clicking it and they were like, okay, who was it? It was, we will not tell you. We, we, we didn't want to like show the names. We just said, there are two ex members, they are perfectly aware now and we reiterated the training. So we said, okay, you can find it like that. Uh, the domain is probably similar and this like the CEO will never send this message. You know, There are like three simple rules if you follow. And after the fifth phishing attack, I got like, uh, Three to five calls of people right away. Hey, something is going on. Something is wrong. And I was playing the role still. I was okay. We'll try to figure it out. Thank you for information. And that was, you know, so they started to to behaving uh, on a way. But still, there was a high percentage. So you have to keep on, keep on. It takes, I would say, maybe years before people will really learn about it. And you have some attrition, so there are new guys coming in. So in the end, the IT information security program, the good definition of it and good delivery to people, you have to cooperate with the market, with the PR uh, or the, the marketing, like internal marketing, right? Mm-hmm. Of that stuff. That's very important because I actually had a live with, uh, uh, with Dan uh, last week and we, we were talking about comprehension of the IT guys because uh, when we speak, uh, it gets complicated. There's a lot of Tajik uh, words, and that's something we we just cannot switch off, right? So that's where we need to work with people that can deliver the message. Have e- even copywriter writing you what needs to be for the anything from IT that is uh, distributed to your company and,
0: and as well. Yeah, it, it is important for IT folks to speak quote-unquote plain English because not everyone understands techie talk, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, well, we had we had actually business analysts that we were hiring like 50% that were techie and 50% that were understanding the business somewhere in the middle and they were kind of the translators. Uh, it's an additional layer in the perfect world. It's uh, developers talking to the product owner just uh, in the, in the agile methodology, but, uh, there's no like BA in a job, right? But, yeah. uh, if, if, uh, if, uh, the world is not, uh, the world is not, uh, perfect then you use business analysts that are helping with you, uh, that, that are helping you
0: with that. But, you know, here, here's the problem. Here's the big problem. Are right, you ready for the big problem? Here's the big, yeah. problem. The big yeah. problem is you guys are so good at what you do that people take it for granted. But cause think about this, yeah. When is the last time you've actually had to worry about the internet going down? I mean, I know Facebook and Instagram <laughs> went down recently, but on a whole, when is the last time you've seen just the entire internet just go down? Well, never. Right. So people tend to take it for granted, the IT guys will just have it mm-hmm. fixed. Kind of like this morning when we got on, I was like, hey man, you're the IT guy, why can't you hear me? Uh,
1: I know that, right? So you you guys, well, that's actually an interesting point. Uh, sometimes when we when there is a big trouble and we solve it, then we are like uh, oh i t guys saved us again, great, right really? But then there are times when after a while, people go forget, and then there that will be a different story, like, well, you know the it they are not delivering enough, blah 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 <laughs> yeah. so it's 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 very difficult to stay really and and that's where some kind of like personal branding. And working with your employees uh, in Philippines, it's, it's quite important to engage on the Facebook. So I, I made lots of friends there, and it was keep it was helping me to keep the culture high because. And we had really like low attrition around five uh, percent only. Which uh, there is an Accenture, which is the best uh, company that employs the IT guys, the, the biggest, one of the biggest, and they were saying, well, we have great attrition, just fourteen percent, right? I was like, mm, yeah, I have just five. And
0: <laughs> That's not great.
1: Yeah, well, it was it was a great time, I would say. Uh, I'm really uh, glad that it happened. And uh, uh, in the end, I, I figured out that that was one of my biggest achievements to uh, the culture I left there. And that uh, actually, uh, in our HQ, we had a... a saying like deliver with passion right which is fine for the western world but in philippines if you fly in in the philippines airport there is a it's more fun in the philippines so i changed it from uh deliver with passion i changed it to deliver with fun and uh that made i mean that's that's one of the things i didn't plan but it went so well that uh, till now i have really many friends that remember this uh this
0: claim yeah, because I saw this one video you did uh, yeah. on YouTube where you said something like uh, IT guys never sleep, and then you guys were out playing ping pong <laughs> and doing all kinds of stuff. So, uh, Well, we
1: try to mimic kind of like Google when you live in your company, right? But uh, uh, on the other hand, uh, we try to avoid that because uh, in Philippines, uh, you have uh, quite a lot uh, of uh, traffic. So imagine you're Going to your work two hours, and then when going to the from work, it's an additional two hours. So we spend four hours on the travel. And uh, actually, Corona, uh, there was a bright part of it that these people gained so much time for themselves. So the productivity went higher oh, because wow. because uh, uh, after they, they just had four hours of their life. Mm-hmm. They they actually split it. They two hours they were working, two hours they were with the family. Win win. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, so I mean, we always brag about COVID-19, but uh, this one is uh, I would say positive example how it helped in the Philippines because of
0: the massive traffic they are having over there. Yeah, I can imagine if you can cut your commute time down by four hours you can spend more time with your family or spend more time taking care of your health physically or just doing anything, sleeping. You can sleep in.
1: Definitely. I mean, and especially IT guys, you know, sometimes you you need to be in the data center uh, for some of the guys, like in the night. And uh, imagine like uh, waking up in the free in the morning just that we can go to the data center and we can be there at 8 or something like that. Because we have a meeting with uh, the with, uh, provider over there and stuff like that. So these were like real stories, and really, um, uh, I would like to thank again all of the guys that were ded- so dedicated to do their work.
0: Oh, nice. So Yvonne is here, and she says, Great topic today. Yvonne used to be in IT as well, so she gets it and she understands the importance of a well run IT department. Okay, that's great. Uh, So uh, I
1: have a question uh, actually uh, to you, Uh, and that is uh, from your uh, audit, uh, audit things, maybe related to IT. What was the? And I am aware you cannot disclose like details, right? But maybe, uh, what is most surprising thing you found related to audit and IT
0: in your past? Oh, wow. Um, The most surprising thing for me has been the lack of security surrounding the information systems that organizations use. Uh, You know, I've seen everything from systems, accounts payable systems that release cash that have less than ideal security. So individuals who shouldn't be able to make payments can make payments to Uh, I spent time in financial services, too, to seeing how wire transactions actually work. Because I don't know if you remember, I think it was last year, um, I think it was Chase Bank, one of the big banks, they accidentally sent out a wire for several million dollars. And once it was gone, it was gone. And they tried to get it back, but the company didn't want to give it back. So they essentially paid off a loan early because of the lack of security surrounding releasing their wire transfers. That was the biggest surprise for me, especially when I was in financial services, because you're dealing with billions, even trillions of dollars. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times the computer systems, too many people have access to. Um, That was just a a huge shock for me. Hmm. Okay. huge. The other thing too, though, is um, the amount of activity that occurs at organizations Uh, from people trying to penetrate the organization's IT infrastructure. Uh, You have attacks coming from all over the place, different countries, different regions, um, and it happens. Most people think that every once in a while, you'll have an attack that occurs and then it hits the news. But organizations are being attacked every single day, every single minute. There's somebody trying to hack into your organization right now, and they'll just keep trying, and eventually they'll get in, and you may not discover it for months. Yeah, uh,
1: that's why we were always using, and I would recommend that to anyone who is watching this uh, uh, to have, let's say, a penetration testing to your organization. Especially in the financial services, this is a requirement uh, by the policies in most of the, in most of the countries. But uh, even if you're not doing that, it's, it's good to invest uh, some little money in that uh, and really try, if, if you're a bigger uh, organization and uh, try to let them try a different scenario and you will be surprised uh, uh, how vulnerable you might be. Uh, for example, there is this janitor scenario when they try to walk in like a janitor and try to connect to any LAN cable they will find like uh, hanging from the wall, right? And they will be able to exploit your, your uh, uh, network. So. Yeah, Definitely worth worth
0: the money, I would say. So, so that's a good example that you bring up because some people don't know what a penetration test is and some people okay. have this misconception that it is 100% tech-based. But a penetration test is basically mm-hmm. someone social. trying to penetrate. It's very social head. engineering. And yeah, I'm social really engineering. Trying. Yeah, exactly. So someone trying to come in as a janitor and then just plug in to your network and attack it, that's really not anything yeah. technical. That's more physical security than anything. Yeah.
1: Now, uh, I have seen, I think it was in TikTok again, so it's not just a dancing, a dancing app. But uh, there are some tech talks, actually, tech talks. And there was a guy that was showing a USB cable that was completely iPhone USB cable that was completely looking like an iPhone USB cable. but There was a chip inside yep. that was able to uh, monitor your traffic and uh, hear all your passwords and stuff like that now imagine you're a ceo of a bank right and somebody on a conference or somewhere will just say can you uh, lend me your your cable for a while and then he will give you the other one and you will not notice the difference right that's crazy stuff now that's that's uh, going on
0: yeah absolutely and it's Because I think you
1: were on the conference recently, right? So maybe just check
0: your cables if it it didn't happen to you. (laughs) Right. It's scary the things that they can do, especially once they have access to your computer, because like you just said, they can see all of your activity, your passwords, your bank account information, and it's not that difficult. I mean, you can buy a little device off the internet that will help you capture someone's activity. You don't even have to be a true techie. You can yeah, just yeah. buy a device, plug it in, and you're done. Yeah. Now, the weirdest thing I saw was, I remember I was working for one bank, and we hired some people to do a penetration testing for us. And um, what they they ended up exploiting a vulnerability in our network that allowed you to connect to printers. And so they started printing these different things. So, like one, they went to one office and they printed something that said something like uh, "Donuts were in the break room." And so everybody came to the break room and they didn't even realize that it was someone doing a penetration test that had hacked our network. So I thought that was hilarious. And I'm glad that we actually hired them to find it versus somebody else actually finding it, you know? Yeah,
1: that's fine. So uh, maybe I'll, I'll jump uh, into a little bit different uh, uh, topic than the security. Because I think we've covered that a lot. And that is uh, the finance part, right? Because uh, I was also. Uh, Part of my career, I was uh, working in the group IT controlling, so I was uh, with the IT background, I was understanding the finance because I have both graduations on that. So uh, it's really important for the CFOs or the finance guys to really understand uh, what types of the codes you have in your IT budgets because typically it, it might be from 10 to 20% of your budget and uh, there are really big things uh, that you don't understand what they are and if you will try to find out, it's uh, definitely difficult uh, to get that knowledge uh, out of the uh, just Wikipedia or whatever internet resource, right? Uh, so that's one of the things uh, I can be helping with uh, to the CFOs to look at the IT budget they are having. Uh, if there are some contingencies that are, that they are not aware of of course uh, it will make uh, the cio uncomfortable a little bit but uh, in the end uh, it's uh, helping both of them to realize uh, uh, the right business cases for all the costs they are spending because I think we are in a time where the costs are very important because of the corona you don't know what will be going on what will be happening so everybody is looking at the costs quite thoroughly right
0: yeah and i think i think that's a huge issue your cios know or think they know how much it should cost to run the operation but then Mm -hmm. there's usually a disconnect trying to explain it to the cfo and the ceo and it's just a language barrier there because Mm -hmm you know, I mean, tech guys speak tech and finance guys speak money and then CEOs speak whatever language CEOs speak. So, yeah. and now you were talking earlier too about visibility for um, tech guys. Now, do those go hand in hand when, when you become more visible? Are you better able to explain your case, your business case to your organization? And how do you help with that? Yeah, and and typically I have, I have seen that uh,
1: the finance guys, uh, you know, or not only finance guys, anyone in the boardroom, everybody understands the travel costs because everybody's traveling, they know how much the airfare is, you know. So you have like 1% of your IT budget travel costs and you can have discussion of 30 minutes about the travel costs. And then you have the servers uh, that could be like 20%, it's like millions of dollars. And the discussion about it will be like five seconds on the technical side. Well, the business case side, I understand. Probably they will be asking, do we really need that system? Uh, Is the whole business case working on? Uh, Will we get the profit? But in the end, it's also about taking a look, well, do we need that particularly, or do we need that many servers? And also, uh, there is the other part where, uh, for example, in uh, our Chinese operation, when I was in the group IT controlling, we saw. The percentage of the investments in the IT was lower than the standard. So we were expecting actually that there might be some operational issues if we don't invest more, right? And that's something that pro- typically a CFO will not tell uh, uh, to their IT guys. Hey guys, something might get, go wrong uh, with your with your IT because your your costs are not enough uh, spending. Right. But again, it's always about uh, cooperation between the CFO and the CIO to really understand what is the size of the organization, what is the necessary investment, and if it can be postponed or it has to be done right away and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, it, it, controlling IT costs is very important, especially when you consider the significance of IT nowadays. I mean, yeah. most companies cannot run without a solid it infrastructure and that yeah. probably wasn't the case about 30 years ago mm-hmm.
1: exactly now there is a, another part of the cost because the infrastructure is just something you need to have you have to have right yeah. and there uh, you have to take care about the other side of the cost which is what you have to invest in otherwise the others will outrun you so again like a example of a call center in china there was around 24000 people a few years ago and right now there is much less because they automated it there is a voice bot right right so uh, in the end the technology uh brought some savings but you need cooperation of the of the business guys uh it guys finance they have all to agree and understand What is the investment about? uh, When it will uh, get paid back? And stuff like that. Because sometimes these discussions are not happening. And then if you have a manager that is just growing, or, well, you can have perfect customer service, for example, right? You will pick up your calls in in a very short time. Uh, But in the end, the cost will be that significant because you just hire many, many people. And uh, if you will not go for the this uh, innovation part of your budget, then you will end up with scaling, 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 and there will be a time when your business will not be able to pay that off. So that's one of the also, I would say, if we are looking at the IT budget revision, it's not just the cutting of the costs. It's just are the IT costs spent well on the things that should be spent right now in this moment
0: yeah good capacity planning to grow the organization cuz i'm just i'm just thinking 20 maybe 25 years ago there was no chief information officer role or title i mean there were people performing the function but the title itself wasn't as widespread as it is now which really signifies the importance of it and like you just said the importance of the ceo cfo and cio all collaborating together because each is an important role in the organization. What I found, though, and it's changed over the years, but what I found historically was that oftentimes the CEO and CFO didn't take the CIO seriously. Now, thankfully, that is changing, but that's the way it used to be. You just didn't take them seriously.
1: Yeah, I have seen some of these organizations where the CIO was just, let's say, uh, the most knowledgeable IT guy and he was taking care of the office installations and user right and that was that that was it
0: yeah and that person is not necessarily suited best suited for planning like global planning of the it but yeah, yeah but, but because like you said uh, they're the most knowledgeable person they get the job yeah it,
1: it, it comes a little bit more difficult even in the corporations uh yeah. because uh mm, you get uh, the corporate IT, right, in, in the place. Now, if you're in the local level, uh, this might get a little bit difficult because uh, you might not have that enough um, trust, I would call it trust, uh, from from the global yeah. to, so you can end up in such a role that uh, actually you are a CIO, but uh, there is not enough, uh, competencies that are given to you in order to do it uh, effectively. And the only way how you can do it is to go to the corporate.
0: Yeah, yeah. and I understand that's- that it gets to a point where you have responsibility for certain things, but you don't have the authority to actually affect change. Uh-huh. And that's a terrible position to be in. Now, Pozo has a question. She says, what about CFOs who spend too much on outdated ERPs? How can IT or accounting consultants convince them to invest in upgrade systems? What's the best way to train the board on the importance of such investments? Ooh, wow, that's a yeah, that's a good okay.
1: question. Uh, definitely, it depends on uh, what uh, what uh, mm. system will it be exactly, uh, because uh, I cannot uh, I cannot answer exactly on a, on a uh, non-specific ERP system. But uh, let's say. Uh, Uh, somebody is running the old uh, SAP system or even, I mean, sometimes uh, your your CEOs or CFOs are so well being marketed by uh, some of the providers, I will not name them, but they will buy an important, uh, uh, sorry, expensive tool and you're a mid-sized company and you might not need that much, right? And you will end up... uh, with something that is hard to maintain because uh, it costs so much because you're just a mid-size, then uh, the problem was created already in the past, Uh, for example. mm -hmm. Uh, Or uh, you can really have an old system and that depends if this company uh, is really... Because for the financial system there is usually a corporate, the, the headquarter is setting up what they should use. So, maybe the CFO is just not uh, having enough powers of changing that stuff. But if we will take a company where it's really in their hands and outdated, uh, then it's always just about the business case, right? So, what will happen if we will continue to maintain this? It has It, it, it is uh, creating some costs. It's a maintenance, for the customizations, you might pay some of the money. Everything like that can be calculated quite easily uh, in one or two days probably, depending on the system. Uh, If if there is an alternative, these guys know what they want to go for because they have some past experience, then, okay, let's talk about it or let's make another scenario with something else. You can always do an RFP uh, or just... uh, Uh, request for information, RFI, uh, with your procurement, just to figure out what might be the cost of a certain system, of a different system, right? And then you will have three numbers. You will have a number for the old system, plus you will list the risks. You will have a a number for uh, the system the guys have past experience with, and you will have a number for, let's say, some standard ERP that is on the market, and you will have uh, approximate price what it might cost. Right? The problem here usually is the migration because that will cost a lot. You have to figure in the in the number three, two, and three. You have to uh, have it in your calculation; otherwise, it will not be complete. But that that will be my approach: how to how to figure out. Uh, if it makes sense to continue with your old ERP or bring a new one.
0: But you know, here's where it gets interesting though, because you could have the best business case in the world, but if you don't have the appropriate influence and authority within the organization, it could still be struck down. And, and by that, I mean internal influence, able to influence other employees to see your vision and get on board and then external influence being respected in your industry as a, uh, a competent professional IT person. Um, I think that plays a lot into it, too, because so many people are emotionally more influence. Tady máme... Dobře.
1: Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> ne, teď ne. Já potřebuji minimálně six minutes. Sorry. Sorry for the interruption.
0: No, I mean, that's what happens when you have a room full of kids doing some exciting stuff, man. Well,
1: there was actually uh, another another bunch of kids that want to get in. Right? Oh, wow.
0: Wow. So uh, but can you blame them? I mean, you had me once I saw the game with the X-Wing fighter. That was it. I just want to program me a game with an X-Wing fighter and I'm, I'm done.
1: Yeah, okay. Uh The, the best part on that uh, game was that, you know, I I like when people will figure out things themselves, right? Uh, and I just show them the framework and that was how, how how also I built the culture I was just showing the people okay. This is the framework uh, This is how you do this. This is how you do that And if you have a problem then come to me and ask me for to help you But the other things they are figuring out themselves and they are learning on that right uh, Now uh, this guy, I just I just uh, show him. Here is a YouTube tutorial, and you can just here is the scratch, and you can you can work on that. And he just did it in two hours. It's incredible. Two hours. What you have seen, it was just done in two hours with not much guidance. Right. So that's how the kids are these days. Like very um, knowledgeable about uh, computers. You know.
0: yeah so for those of you who missed it peter is in an after-school program with some kids right now where he's teaching them various things he's teaching them how to program video games they're doing 3d modeling uh we just go back watch the beginning if you missed it and you just came in because there was some really cool stuff and then the two old guys just started talking so (laughs) no but but there was some really cool stuff because um you know Look, IT is, is is where it's at. If you don't understand IT, then you're probably going to get lost in this new corporate workforce. Um, it's really just that. Yeah, simple. If if I may
1: add that to add to that, uh, we have a claims in our description in the school, right? So uh, my claim there, right, put that knowledge of the IT is not an advantage in the future. It's a must. Ah. Yes. Right. I mean, really, anyone who is not, I mean, if you're playing a violin, probably you don't need the IT that much, but there are people that are digital violins, stuff like that, you know, and it's trendy. Uh, I think it will be really some of the revolution we will be facing in the future, uh, that we will be very, very digital. I mean, I'm still trying to be connected with the nature, being outside and stuff like that. But uh, you have to be aware that in the future of work, you have to understand the technology.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I agree 100%. So you guys, we are on the Corporate Critics Podcast. We are here with Peter. Peter provides CSCIO as a service. So he helps those chief information officers get some of those daunting tasks off of their back so that they can focus on what matters most in the organization. Pozo is still here. She's hanging with us. She says, great after school activities. Going to quote you on IT being a must in accounting class today. So Pozo actually teaches accounting class at, uh, ooh, what's your university again? Pozo, I forgot. She's in New York City and she teaches accounting. Um, And I do think that that is important, especially for accounting students as well. Uh, Having a good understanding of IT. And accounting, they go hand in hand because uh, when you look at a lot of corporate fraud, it is because someone was able to exploit the accounting system to make payments that they weren't supposed to make or to conceal okay. uh I
1: can, I can offer, we can do uh, 15 minutes uh, live uh, with her students one day. I can give them some examples. I cannot uh, bring it here publicly uh, much because, you know, these are stuff that happen and it should not be discussed publicly. But... Definitely. I have some good examples for her students. Uh, awesome. uh, what can happen in accounting if you're not, uh, uh, well, if you get social, social engineered? Yeah. I call it like that. So,
0: so this is great because I'll tell you, Pozo is one of those progressive professors. She's very good at what she does. I've actually spoken to her class before. So, Pozo, you need to hook up with Peter after this, and you guys need to make that happen so that he can talk to your students. Oh, this is awesome. Okay, great. Great connection. That is uh, pretty darn awesome. All right, so look, we, we're, we're rounding off, we're hitting the top of the hour. What else do you want to talk to us about about your services, what you do and how you can help people?
1: Mm, so maybe I'll just list uh, the C-levels I, I typically can work with. Uh, one of the, well, CIO is, uh, is definitely uh, 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 the number one, but uh, the CFOs, we have discussed CFOs, right? CEOs. For the CEOs, this definitely mostly like third point of view on their IT. Of course, it has to be communicated well because uh, I've been discussing with uh, one of my friends who is a CEO of, uh, of a very uh, um, successful startup and he said anytime you will bring any consultant like you and he will say he's just looking around, they will be, okay, who you want to fire? Right? <laughs> so, I mean It can be also a friendly service right it's just for helping you it's not necessarily i'm there because we want to fire the cio or whatever right Right. so uh it's just that it's just a different point of view uh i definitely see a great potential in working with the hr people with the hr managers because one of my really strongest uh competence is uh in working with the people yeah and i have uh, proven evidence we can discuss offline on that uh, on the cultural things on the hiring stuff and stuff like that actually right now i'm working with uh two companies uh on uh possibilities how to offshore some of the development from the philippines to the europe uh this is uh, i haven't uh, i haven't spoken it publicly yet so this is let's say uh being a premiere uh on, live uh maybe, maybe somebody will catch it i will be announcing it soon uh, and we're working how to cooperate on that because in Europe, probably in US will be the same situation with all the COVID-19 stuff. Everybody wants to get online. Everybody wants to get developed new things. There are no IT people. Like literally, there is no one on the IT market. They are not willing to change because uh, there is also, I, I did some post recently about that. Uh, about uh, that, uh, you know, some people are scared to change because of the uh, corona again on the on the job market. On the other hand, uh, if you will look at uh, if you will take a look at the uh, U.S. Uh, U.S. Uh, attrition rate, uh, there is a, a, a spike now. I think people just get comfortable and. Uh, a uh, great resignation is really taking place and i think it will be taking place in it as well so maybe that will be op- opportunity to get some more it people but with higher price right there is a, around uh, 11% uh, increase in the salaries in the it last year in europe right so definitely we are expensive unfortunately because the demand is much higher than we can offer but that's where i i want to bring in also the guys from philippines because there are some guys that are really great uh that are uh that that can do similar stuff not the same stuff because uh, of some technological um debt i would call it like that but uh that are uh really uh, can be paid uh for them, nice money for them, and good money for for those that need the resources. So it's a win-win situation again. Yeah. So that's something I'm I'm also working on right
0: now on a, on offshore stopping with two of the companies. Oh wow! So that that's all good stuff because yeah, IT has changed so much in the last well, several years. So where can we find you? We want to get in contact with you, especially Pozo, because she's got to connect with you so that you yeah. can get in the her class. I mean, the, the
1: best way right now
0: is LinkedIn. I'm
1: now working with my friend, copywriter and uh, artist on making my pages uh, that will be uh, uh, also found, could be found on the LinkedIn. So LinkedIn, I would say, is the best, best uh, place where to find me for now. And awesome, awesome. I will launch the,
0: the website. Awesome! Awesome! Hey, man! Thanks for joining me today. This has been fun. Uh, I'm really excited to see what you and Pozo can do together because that—that's just awesome to when two people can connect. Uh, I don't know if you know Pozo, but you guys are gonna—you're gonna get along just fine. And she—she and she has a lot of classes and a lot of students that need to understand IT. So, with that said, any last words you want to leave the people?
1: with? I'm really glad that uh, we. Uh... Made this and I'm looking forward that we speak uh, in a half year or maybe even sooner, depending on the
0: demand uh, about uh, stuff in IT and uh, audit. Oh, it's going to be fun because I've got some stuff coming up too. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Okay. All right. So, well, you guys, thank you for joining us on the Corporate us We will see you next time. Okay. Okay. Thank you for tuning in to the Corporate Quitters Podcast. If you like this episode, go to your favorite podcasting platform and give us a five-star rating. I think we deserve it, don't you? If you want to know more, go to thecorporatequitters.com. Again, that is thecorporatequitters.com. You'll find articles. You'll find apparel. That's right, we've got merch. You'll find ways to contact us and to keep in touch with us www.thecorporatequitters.com Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time.